You may not be able to see your way out, but Jesus has something in mind for you. He already knows what he's going to do. When you get fired off of your job and you just wonder why they shut the door on you, he says, I already know what I'm going to do. You've been tithing. You've been giving. You've been trusting. You don't have to worry. I already know. I got something in mind. Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. I don't know what you've been going through, but Jesus knows what you've been going through. You may have been waiting for a miracle. Jesus already knows what he's going to do for you. I want you to listen closely to today's message that you might be encouraged to continue to hold on until you receive your miracle. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. The Bible says he saw a large crowd and had compassion on them. So you may be looking at Jesus for one thing, but he's looking at you for another. He can see beyond the outward appearance that we have. We can look good on the outside and we can be smiling, but we can be hurting so much on the inside. Nobody will know it but you and Jesus. He saw this large crowd and he said, I can tell you what I see. They are like sheep without a shepherd. So his compassion was not because of their sickness, not because of their their physical need for healing. His compassion was not for their demon possession or other burdens they were carrying. His compassion was because they were helpless in divine leadership. He said, you're like sheep without a shepherd. I can heal you, and if you don't have no shepherd, okay, let me just go over here. I can work a miracle in your life, but if you ain't got no shepherd, let's talk about what a sheep is like without a shepherd then, if you don't know. Well, see, a sheep without a shepherd can't find their way. What good is it going to do for you to be healed, but you lost? Jesus in one message he was speaking he says if your eye causes you to sin you need to pluck it out because what good is it going to be for you to go to hell with two eyes that's what he said you better to go to heaven with one than to hell with two so a sheep without a shepherd can't find their way a sheep without a shepherd has no protection He's vulnerable to the wolves and everything else that comes on. That's what he said. That when I'm looking at them, I I see sheep without a shepherd. And I know they're coming for the miracles, but that's what I see. See, a sheep without a shepherd has no provider. A sheep can't take care of himself. You know, I I did a study on this one time uh, because the Bible uses sheep so much to talk about the people of God. And I did a study on sheep and one of the studies said a sheep by himself, even though the gate is right in front of him, he cannot find his way to the gate without a shepherd or somebody leading him. So that's how a sheep is. See, a sheep without a shepherd can be easily led astray. Sheep without shepherds are not connected. Jesus said they are like sheep without a shepherd. That's why the first thing the scripture tells us is that before he started working miracles of healings, he taught them about the kingdom of God. 
Yeah, you may come looking for a miracle, but before you get a miracle, I'm going to tell you something that's going to be more eternally valuable to you is that you need to be connected in the kingdom of God. You may have come to this church for any reason today. Maybe you were invited and you just came because you didn't want to hear the person's mouth that invited you, that you'll never go to church. But you're here now. And you are likely to hear that you need to be connected in the kingdom of God. You may have come because you heard that they were going to bless everybody that's going to go to school. Well, that's good. We're glad you came and be blessed. But if you don't, are not connected, you're a sheep without a shepherd. See, they, they, they thought their need was for physical healing or a miraculous sign in their lives. But Jesus is saying that the real need for you is to connect with the shepherd. And he says, I'm the great shepherd. So Jesus welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God first. And he addressed their spiritual condition. And then he addressed their physical condition. So be sure that you're not caught up with what Jesus can do for you and overlook connecting with the shepherd. Now I will go so far as to say this. Be sure you're just not caught up with church and forget connecting with Christ. Because people have gotten to the point right now they can manufacture church. You know, uh, you just look uh, on your Facebook postings. You see people, they don't practice shouting now. That they'll have a shouting contest in church. I'm not making that up. I want to see how, come on, jump see how long you can shout. That ain't shouting. That's not praising God. That's manufacturing. There are people who will stand by the pulpit. He ain't preaching. He's manufacturing enough to capture you to entertain but you need to be connected with Christ. Don't come to church for the entertainment because when you're going through your trials and when the wheels have come off of your chariot, you need some power of God in your life that's going to get things done. You don't need no entertainment. So you just need to be connected with Christ. The story goes on like this. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Now they've been out there all day, all afternoon in this place. And then the disciples said to him, send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. And so as the people focused on following Jesus, they found themselves in a remote place and it was getting late. This is, how did that happen? Well, I'm just watching Jesus. He's getting on the boat. I think he's going to the other side. Let me run alongside of here to see where he's at. And I'm just following to see where he's at. And when he finally gets off, I find out I'm in a remote place. I'm looking for him, my eyes is on him, and I'm trying to see what he's got for me, and I find myself in a remote place. I know there are some people here today that are following after the Lord, and now you find yourself in a remote place. What do I mean by that? You thought that since you were following Jesus, things were going to get better. But you're saying to yourself, uh, why am I still in the same spot? And I'm following Jesus and looking to him. Why am I still in this financial situation? Why am I still in this health 
situation? Why am I still in this uh, emotional situation that I'm in? I'm in, a, I'm in a bad spot. I'm in a remote place. And uh, now some, somebody called me not long ago that told me they were mad at God. I told them to go head on. God can handle it. Be mad as long as you want to. He's got plenty of time. See if that's going to help you. Why are you mad at God? Because I'm in a remote place. I was looking for a miracle and nothing happened. I was trusting him, they say, and nothing happened. I, I thought he was going to meet my need and nothing happened. Anybody in a remote place? He said, now, not only was it a remote place, he said it was getting late. Now, I've been here a long time, Pastor. I've been in this place and it's getting late. Look like my life is passing me by and I'm ready for change. I'm ready to get in another place. I'm ready to go to a, a different place where, where I can have peace, a place where I can have joy, a place where I can have some prosperity, a place where things ain't as bad as it is here. I've been looking at Jesus and following him, but I'm in a remote place and it's getting late. It's getting late. It's getting late. It's getting late and I'm still having the same struggle, meeting my need. You may feel like God has forgotten and you are turned away to make it on your own. He, the disciples said, send the people away. I know it's late, but send them away. Let them go get them something to eat. So if that's you, I want to encourage you today. Jesus is looking and he is ready to meet your need. Let's look at what it says. The scripture says then, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this, and I want you to catch this right now. You know, I was thinking about this over the weekend and again this morning and again in praise and worship and almost shouted. He asked him only, he asked this only to test him. For he already had in his mind what he was going to do. Jesus said, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. So I want you to notice before everyone else noticed the problem, Jesus already had the solution. Before anybody else came up with it, the disciple says it's getting late and, and, and send these people away. And Jesus said, well, where are we going to get the food? I just asked him that to test him. I already know what, I go, what I'm going to do. He already knew what he was going to do. Uh, you know, I, if I was one of those hooping preachers, I'd, I'd stop right here and we'd go to another key. Because <laughs> here's the thing. You're in a place right now and you're asking for God to move. But the Lord can say about your situation, I already know what I'm going to do. <laughs> just because you can't see it. Just because it hadn't appeared to you yet. I already know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm just waiting on you. Mm. When they come to meeting your need, you may be saying they said they're going to foreclose on me. Lord, I don't know. God says, I already know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm just looking for somebody to have enough faith, somebody that's got enough trust, somebody that, that, that can believe like I want them to believe. I already know when you're in the middle of your storm, perhaps you should ask the Lord, what do you have in your mind, Lord? <laughs> Share with me what you're planning on doing. 
you know, for the woman with the issue of blood, what Jesus had in his mind was healing. For Jairus, when Jairus said, come to my house so that you can touch my daughter, Jesus already had in mind that he was going to raise her from the dead so he didn't have to rush. He said, I already know what I'm going to do. The folks came to him and said, oh, tell him not to come. She's dead. He said, she ain't dead. I already know what I'm going to do. For the lame man that was let down through the roof when his friends brought him and took the roof off the house and let him down, Jesus says, I already know what I'm going to do. When the demon-possessed man came out of the graveyard and bowed down before him, Jesus said, I already know. I already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell him to come out and let this man go. You may not be able to see your way out, but Jesus has something in mind for you. He already knows what he's going to do. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at LOWCF. Dot O-R-G. Again, that's L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atascacita, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.